at this spare taking pictures now mm-hmm. so i can see with the jacket is falling off so i'm like you know i can hold it for you she's like no it's fine you don't need to uh, okay sharp and then she's like okay fine okay this is the real me she takes off the jacket mm. and she's wearing a short top i saw one arm and i'm like <laughs> mm. i don't want to say anything yeah but i'm looking because it's like there mm. there's like half of it i'm looking paying attention i'm like wait i spent the whole day with this person and noticing until she was like yeah okay so i don't have an arm i lost it when i was born i she had some cancer hmm. i was like okay great i mean not great fell apart yeah i had my babies i mean so, yeah. but did you not discriminate her after that i i mean because i feel like she, she should have given me the choice to decide which do i want to be hmm. with her with no arm not true surprise me like this Because imagine if we didn't take the pictures we went on the second date third date and then the day we get to the part where it's very where church needs to be attended. Yes, intimate. And then umfundi smanje, you know, you're trying to lecture the crowd, the crowd can't clap. Okay. Okay, so let's start the let's podcast. Sweet. Mm, everything is fine, everything is fine. Okay. I don't know how I did that. But game. Welcome to the Self Love podcast. I am your host Kelly Zoana. Thanks for the reviews and the non-reviews that I got for the last episode. Today we are with a special a special futuristic artist, but not so futuristic. Her name is not Rasta. It's Lasta. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yes. Thank you. So, you're on the podcast finally. I've been to have you. <laughs> so, today we'll be talking about being content. Mm. Being content in the sense of holistically and probably unholistically, whatever that is. So, first question is, are you content with yourself? I mean, I think that's just a natural experience we all exist for is to make everydayly moment a moment to feel content to be fulfilled you know so um yes yeah, some days i am some days i'm not reality and, and what does content look for you <laughs> different as well every time it's, it's i mean this depends in what area you know you talk about my creative side my personal side my spiritual side my mental side because there's a lot of places as well that need a balance you know so it's not just fulfilling one space but everything else so i think that's why it becomes uh, a challenge to juggle every single day and balance out all of that yeah so what does content look like for an artist then let's just say musical creative sense I what mean, does it look like i think for me it's more about uh feeling free to create the way i i i do so having the freedom around the space of creativity uh and control of you know um what i'd like what i'm creating to sound like and having obviously working with the team and also trusting the team around you but more than anything having your identity a perspective seen throughout and felt throughout where you don't feel like you're losing yourself you know because music is about collaboration so there's certain spaces where I felt where I I was brought on here because you were attracted to my identity and when I'm there it's like you're trying to make me something else now in your perspective so it's like the reason why I'm here is because of this and I want to continue doing this but you perceive me but because you know you collaborate you can always cross but when you cross the line you also need to make sure you're still yourself okay so for me yeah yeah so has it always been this way for you creatively or it has changed over time and what could have if it has changed what has changed it I mean I guess maybe I just really didn't think much about it because for me I think 
you know the evolution of music in my life has been a long journey you know something that's always been in my life but there've been various steps in life that I had to go through to make decisions if I am really going to do this or am I just being pushed because someone heard that I have a dope voice and you know another person now knows that I can write so I had to get to a place where I had to make a decision that I actually want to do this for myself. So once I got to that space, um that was the biggest thing because the whole time I wasn't doing me. It was always like, "Oh, dude, like come do dog, like this dude, mm. you know, even being offered the record deal at the time, you know, there was a, a, a specific identity that I was perceived because I also didn't know, you know, what I wanted and I also didn't know what I wanted to do with my gift at the time. So I think once I knew mm. you know and once I accepted it things changed you know so so yeah. you spoke about your music journey where did it begin the music journey for you um yo i mean the the furthest memory i could go to is uh i'm probably like maybe 4 or 5 in preschool end of the year christmas concert uh I remember one of my friends was one of the three wise men and I ended up doing an ensemble like I had to sing a song I mean I don't know why I was chosen as well so I think for me that's the furthest blurriest memory I have of like being chosen to close a concert and sing the song at the age of 4 for oh, you know? the last performer and and in that moment when you were 4 or 5 singing the last song of the concert Was it at that moment you're like fuck I want to do this or No, even then I was like what the fuck am I doing here? Like why am I doing this? Uh, Because I can't really engage now with the memory, but I have like, you know, my mom made my dress because she was a designer. She made my dress. So I remember seeing her there and I'm singing this song. I felt like I was the black girl made to sing the black gospel song on the mm. Christmas concert. That was my state, like, you know, as Filling I think about, it, you know. So, but obviously as I went by um because of my family as well. I came from a very musical family, so I was always in the choir in primary school in high school I was you know I got influenced into new hip hop I was like a huge fan of hip hop my tomboy day so that's also like a transition huge fan of rock and punk as well so for me the spectrum of music became wider you know as the millennium turned mm. and it was just access to music from all over the world which really raged my influence so for me that was the first strike of passion of knowing that this is this feeling that i have about music you know and i know i have a voice but i'm not sure what i want to do with it yet but i, I do know that there's this burning like you know it's mm. naturally desire so yeah nothing happened intensely you know until i got to johannesburg varsity when i was 18 i got offered my first record deal same thing happened i kind of went viral within the school like oh yo dude you know her you could sing and then this one homebre was driving many coopers but older than us he's like your dog like this school was well, it in high school or university this first year oh okay university. i was about to say damn varsity okay <laughs> high school <laughs> no, no, no he was in my first class he was in the first year with us but he was older than us ah. so. It's like maybe four or five years older. So and who was this deal with? It was with the Bula Shaka. It was under like part. It was kind of like a what's this a Gallo somehow. Oh, when Gallo was still Gallo. So okay. It was called Bula Shaka music. It was uh, in town, something in town. I think I've so, seen that before. Before. Yeah. yeah. So those guys, yeah, you know. Um so they you know I he connected me I recorded for the first time and I wrote my first ever song entirely. Um then he sent it to the record label which I didn't know. Um and then they invited me over. They put me in the booth and I remember it was crazy. They just kept playing different beats and I was just like just jamming flowing and it's just like okay cool you got a demo. I'm like what? They're like yeah. Got you a demo. demo. And then two days later Lelo asks me he's like what do you want to do with music? I'm like I don't know dude like I mean it's nice it's fun you know a little hip hop it's nice I mean I was like a little hip hop you know so <laughs> I could like and do like an EP or mixtape at the time it was mixtape you know yeah. so I was like oh can Dead I do a mixtape <laughs> you know uh and um he was like okay cool I was like I want to work with WHP Proverb Pro Kid you know have Zubs last letter like Kubenjelis if it's Susie about five we project it uh. do a young five track mixtape situation 
um, and then things just got a little further from then when I had to meet the first artist Zabs uh, Lelo was like yo dude I gotta take you to the boss man so I meet the CEO all of a sudden and then like he gave me this piece of paper they're like yo dog send contracts I'm like hey Eish, I don't know dog. I called my sister I was like yo Chloe bro she was a verse at the time studying medicine I'm like yo dog listen these homies want me to sign a contract to be an artist so you're talking about like 2 million and a mini Cooper Jeez. and she's like nah dog what are you doing where are you I'm like what do you do and she's like take so that so you're offered a 2 million rand record deal yeah something 2 million there and and at that time you were not even doing music nah, like that I was studying film and after I was here I was Jeez. studying cinematography and directing this is um, such a Cinderella moment <laughs> <laughs> you were such wow. a Cinderella yeah it's so, crazy I was also like what so they offer you 2 million rand a record deal and a mini cooper mm-hmm. I'm guessing at the time you didn't even have a license no and do you have a license now no I oh, don't wow. intend to drive possibly oh, in my life if things things will go well but I, I need a chauffeur like Miss Daisy I oh, think so driving around Miss Daisy well, I'll just get a Tesla oh wow and those things will drive you around so you get the record deal and you reject it yeah and you rejected because I did they didn't give me enough time because I asked them to take her to a lawyer which my sister suggested the vet law clinic which was available for free. Yeah. So I was like let me take it there and try and understand the jargon and language into exactly what I'm going to be signing into so I refused to sign and they also gave me a limit they were like it's either today or not I was like I right, cool so they also didn't want me to understand what's on paper which is a problem so yeah I backed away and then after that did more features the word just got out you know um, also did the track Get Her Off as well it was pretty cool I was like oh shit this is like a whole like record label scene. Get Her Off with Ola. with Ulens and yeah but I just did Lens. a feature there with one of the artists one of the artists wow. 299 he was like half American half South African he was at after his name was 299 Mr. 299 oh, oh 299 Mr. 299 <laughs> with Mr. 299 oh so we did a track there. Okay. Ishmael was a producer he put a lot of auto-tune in my voice I was like uh, it sounded like a T-Pain like it yeah that was like one of the fight. I don't know what happened to the song though where's Mr. 299 I don't know your 299 if you're listening but where you at dog? I don't know actually so it's got basically it's 20 in a while because huh? 9, 9 <laughs> plus 9 is 18 plus 2 20. What's okay? What is 20? 299. Yes, it's 2 20. plus. Oh, yes, yeah, it's 20. 20, yeah. So basically, 20. Maybe now he's 20 now. No, he actually said he was 300. He came back. I remember at some point, he's like, Yeah, I'm back, baby. I had a showcase it after. He's like, I'm, just, I'm 300 now. Yes, yes. But no, he loves numbers, like, yeah, no, he's like 300. So 299 <laughs> to 300. <laughs> so I don't remember 20, but 300. <laughs> <laughs> from 299 yeah. to 300 he had a plan if right. he kind of had like a vision he saw sure now, Spartan so, so thousand, man. and he was 299 before um, Sparta by the way so oh, wow. he probably had like maybe he's a producer on Sparta but yeah <laughs> and then maybe in another parallel multiverse possibly. so okay we fast forward from like that time to when you had that deal you were doing Ghetto Raf you are with Mr. 299 who later became 300. Mm-hmm. Also some dope rappers from Durban. You know, I was doing a lot. You were doing a lot. a lot. Especially in the hip hop, I was like. And, and do you feel like anywhere in that process, on that journey, there were some missed opportunities or things you could have done differently? Yeah, I think maybe just take myself more seriously in that time. Instead of just going with the flow because it's fun mm. and it's nice and so I wasn't sure and maybe I also can't blame myself too much on that because I also didn't know that that's what I wanted to do mm. you know as a, a career you know I've always been told or pushed like oh yes you gotta you know but I, I guess I just needed my own instinct to kind of like develop internally where I you know decide that this is the sound this is what I want this is mm. I needed to find my own voice yeah so I was just consistently I had my own voice but in somebody else's perspective yeah you know so yeah so about your music when did you actually decide to say okay fuck manje we're doing this music thing I think uh, sometimes in life you gotta get a few beatings and you get down a little bit to what are these few beatings up. I think 
two of them would be you know one of them is just my band i was part of a band called nirval to hit things just went a wall after like an amazing year of recording at you know high-end studios um what happened huh what happened with the i mean i i think more than anything our manager fell sick um and in that time he was you know somebody who was running everything mm. funding everything and i think it slowly divided me and freddy and everybody else who was involved um so there was a lot of misunderstandings in between but there was this amazing music that was recorded and produced mm. and you know and this amazing video that we did which was insane you know eventually we released it last year so the fallout of that coincided with me um doing the hook um of Rikirik uh Bozonge. So I'd say when I initially joined the band that was my first like official like statement of like actually I want to do it but I didn't have my identity yet. Uh. So when I started when I joined Near Vaults that was my moment of like now I'm doing it I want to do it. Uh. You know this is but I still I felt like at the time my identity was half-hearted mm. or half-felt because it was a duo. Yeah. So can't really show a lot of myself when I'm sharing the stage with somebody else. And how did it feel the first time you actually told your family that hey, I'm not going to be a lawyer. I want to make music now. I mean, I, I never stopped being a filmmaker as well because in between all that, so I, I'm an audiovisual artist. For me, music uh. doesn't go without the visuals. Okay. So my whole life, the reason why I moved to Job is because I wanted to study film. Mm. So narratives, films, you know, I've worked in a huge space from advertising to short films, from Zanzi Magic to mm. SAPC to ETV. Wow. MTV, I've been there, bro. Netflix. Come on, Netflix as well, yes. Amazon. Recently. So not yet. Amazon, not yet. We're coming there. Is the um, world was good. Yeah, so um in between all of that the music was just the other thing. So but the main thing was me being a filmmaker. So I'm guessing you had after, right? You're studying to be the next Spielberg. Absolutely. How did you know? I wanted to work for him, but after I told mean, us such a very American syllabus that when you leave the realities of a third world country oh, that we are on. are harsh. We don't even have a wood here like you have an intern at the SABC and you realize that what you learn to school has to be diminished and minimized and you also need to be lower yourself to a certain level because of the hierarchy and systems mm. as usual but as um, they are anywhere in the world so okay you're at after you're doing your movies and you're trying to be the next Spielberg and then I'm guessing we all know how expensive after is mm-hmm and you're like hey look guys name <laughs> i'm guessing your parents were paying for your tuition right yeah my dad your dad you're like hey dad guess what name i'm doing after it's going well it's going great but i feel like right now right now i want to be this musician that i am how did that conversation go with your papa I, mean, i didn't really have a conversation i think at the time for me when i started like going near revolt it began at the end of varsity so i'd finished my honors oh, year so for me okay. my school life was never interrupted uh, whatsoever uh, so no everything started end of varsity uh, and right after my honors year my classmate charlie was like i've got this amount of money and i have this idea and i think let's do it so i was like yeah. call me next year you know we're done with school now so yeah. i was freelancing i was working with a company called black nation tv at the time okay. and i was also freelancing and doing jobs i did my intern so i was busy yeah music I was actually just busy in general so it I didn't explain much but it was things changed as soon as I started bit doing the bigger songs uh Zonke came and Maraza that's when it was uh, like oh you my dad's sitting at home and this it, thing he's watching me on MTV you know okay so then that's um oh that's when so that's when you know so i mean he never really i think because my dad was also he was the long my mom passed away a long time ago so he's gonna keep referring to him and there is my family rest my family is very supportive my grand comes from a musical background she was a music she's must all now but music um what's this uh or arranger you know choral and classical music so uh, even me singing she was a real musician start a song you have to start on the right notes when you're playing <laughs> so for her it was like uh, you know it's like you I know everybody imagine. was just like well, go and go for it dude like so, so your granny would make you stop when you're starting at the yeah, no, no, like no standard like man like whoa <laughs> man 
<laughs> Find yourself there, love. And like go for it. Then you go. Don't it's just like, scream. Please don't waste that time. We need <laughs> Don't the just scream stuff. for God. God needs the good yes, stuff. Yes, because you give the good stuff somewhere else. Give yeah. it to us here as well. So, don't just scream for us, love. Yeah. So, so he, my father's also a musician as well. You know, he played the sax. He's came from a, he's got a, a group. Him and his siblings, my aunts and uncles have a, they have a choir. They sing together, siblings. So music's always been a thing. But I guess obviously his parents, the fear of it. So he never really said much to me about it. But just he was just hoping that I mean you know already crossing the line even going to after was a huge that was a real conversation I had with him because he just didn't understand why I'm going to study (laughs) for him when I could go to Vets or Stellenbosch or UCT yeah because I think my I think I have the same attitude with your dad is well I don't know if it's the same but my thing is movies music and dance no one goes to watch a movie because of the qualification you have of course like I, I haven't been at musica when we still had music and i'm like oh my gosh a babe's or do more album i wonder where she studied no one goes to say that so for me it's a thing of i would rest assured or rest easy knowing that my child was like hey i like music i want to go do it and i can see that no fuck this child is musical or this child has produced some short tiktoks of films and stuff like that but if you come with me after you know hey i want to go study film and be like babes are you even sure so like i kind of understand but don't understand it also in a way so let's get to the story um ricky rick and the big song that shaped an era but no one actually knew who you were at that time like i listened to that song for a long time danced to it but i didn't even know that it was even a real person in that song <laughs> so how did we get to boss song happening damn wow i'm hoping this is the last time i speak about this song um yeah i think you know everything is aligned as life happens that's the best way i could always say how that song happened entirely you know and how it exists in its way it exists you know um ricky was my senior after but me and him only got to know each other when i had graduated like i said a lot of things only happened when i finished school so um we happened to be in the same community of friends and people knowing each other you know it was pretty dope i remember actually before i was telling uh, my brother i was like you know cotton fest is crazy because he used to have a, a party called cotton club mm. um at alexander theater like underground dope as venue um and it was like a few of us then but it was like the vision you know it's a visionary man that was a vision yes, which is now like cotton fest from cotton club to cotton fest you know so um, yeah, so we used to just like hang out, dude. Like, just chill, like you know, homies, friends, or musicians, or artists, mm. or young, or hopeful, or or you know, okay. trying to get somewhere. So yeah, um, because we had the same mutual friends, um, mutual friends of ours called me. He's like, yo, dude, like, well, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm at Kids Spice. Like, I ah, cool, come through. We at Ganja Spice. I'm like, a scene. He's like, let's make music. So this particular person called. I was kind of closer to, so he kind of knew that, you know, I'm kind of doing other music things. So he called. Um, and actually, recently I saw him. He's like, he actually called because he saw us. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he was driving. Um, past and he's like we were walking or something he's like yeah i saw you and then i called you so we get to ganja you know so i've known the homies as well get to ganja spots um ricky's there dimples is there as well so i was like what and then i get there ricky comes in he's like yeah me i want you to sound like a ratchet zulu girl from durban i'm like what <laughs> hold on like you didn't call me I'm like yo dog snatch teen fits it's like i've been zulu you can tell me he's like oh I'm just like, but like, you call me, dog. Like, what's happening? Like, uh, you know, I'm a musician, right? I don't uh, just do. You don't just pull up. You know, this is like pre babes or do yeah. So it was just random. And this babe is giving us an identity. Exactly. Now. You know, so it was like, it was just the, oh, no, man, oh, man. Oh, you're not those yeah. girls. <laughs> it was literally, that was what he was. Oh, no, man, oh, no, man. Those are vibes. That's exactly the greatest time like, of my life. Dog. Like, I'm an artist with yeah. no balls. Like, I'm doing some cool, dope ass. Did you read my EPK, love? <laughs> like, people of the sky, you joking? What credit was on my single? Like, are you kidding? Get out of um, here. So, you know, a bit of ego clashes, a little back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, I record the song. Everybody's happy. Um, 
I tried to also record my own version, which is very chilled, melodic. You know, I was like, I'll cool, you know, but there were two. Mm. There were two, and then there was this one. So at first, I was like, I don't know what he's trying to do. I didn't get this out. Mm. Like, I was like, what it's are not you making? You. This is not me. Little and did what we are know you doing? Like, that you just created the sound of an era. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. But get, what I want to get to with the song is, I don't want to get to the story of what happened after the money, the whatever. Yeah. That is your yeah. part and God and him. Mm. But what I want to understand is, um, I feel like what you have created with Ricky is the equivalent as I don't wanna say that you have created you created something that gave a generation and where we are right now a template. Woody black kid, you can be cool, you can be what you see on the internet, you can be yourselves. Mm. So now my question is after everything has been said and done today as you're sitting here and you realize that without your song they probably wouldn't have been a buzzing street culture in this country they wouldn't have been many careers without that song they wouldn't have even i can even go as far as saying that there wouldn't have been a space for a guy like a costa teach or a nasty c or whatever are you content with where the effect that song had and your voice had yeah i mean i think you know that's the thing as well it took me a while to also just be content because of the conflict that happened when the song was released um it, it, it took me a while to as associate myself or identify myself with myself yeah so i also had to once again i say it's all about burning like phoenix burn and then you rise again so um at the peak of my loss you know and i burnt uh my father passed away i became Jeez. a mom Jeez. You know, my daughter was like two months old so it was a lot and then my sister passed away two months later with her daughter as well so Jeez. it was wild you know so i just felt like there were a lot of things that i had to let go of you know and let free you know and i just needed that that outlet so that's when i reached out to ricky you know about maybe five years after we haven't spoken uh. i don't know dude it was a long time but um yeah you know so that was like basically the first level of me unraveling and reconnecting myself and with that with with myself uh. you know because i was like dude i want to let go but i also want to own it again. yeah you wanna you know, like i want to you know i want to face myself i want to see myself mm. and i want to acknowledge myself but I also need to be okay with you and I also need you to be okay with me. Yeah. That is the only way, like we, everybody needs healing. Yeah. So, um, and then the process of that was obviously a few things about possibly performing, confess together, you know, planning ideas of a way forward yeah. and us both healing, um, you know, so, all I wanted is that what what he did, you know, because he even acknowledged, you know, what you're saying. He's like, there's so much I've done for so many people yeah. since then, you know, and I keep thinking about you, but I don't know how. I, I didn't know how to approach you. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, dog, you know, um, I guess in reality, we were both gravitationally moving towards each other. And we this is the time that we were given now. Yeah. It's, we're corresponding. So you know um i want to let go and i want to forgive you you know but more than anything i want to own myself again so that is what i want so i think that content is what i felt having that moment in a conversation with him mm. and even forgetting that confess was just like you know the cherry on top yeah you know but it was also an unfulfilled cherry on top for me because yeah. i had to also acknowledge that you know i I'm, I'm longing for something that I can't even have anymore because like the presence this moment I'm literally by myself yeah, yeah. you know and you again alone here. you know you don't yeah the person who brought us crazy. here you're like, again God. alone I'm like this yeah. is insane like what am I doing on the stage but I need this I need this because this is also going to be a healing for me and it's going to be a healing for Ricky in his you know in his an ancient holistic space wherever he is so I was like you know clearly like once you let me go down alone down the aisle but that was like the 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 claiming mm. owning and taking back your your energy and you know in and, and acknowledging the beauty we did together you know yeah and seeing the whole vision through at the end standing there in that stage it was just like yo dog you this is actually what you insane. made this <laughs> is actually what you made I together i can't believe you actually insane yeah. and you know and i'm here but i'm grateful 
um because in a way that we both were cleansed you yeah. know so that's why this moment can be so peaceful and transcending for both of us you know so Mm. It was it was mad. So I think that's for me that is when I was entirely content, you know. So nothing haunts haunts me because for a while that voice that song haunted. Yeah. It was kind of a regret for you. You know, it was a nightmare. You know? yeah. So um I don't have to associate that my voice with a low vibration anymore and honor it. However anything ended up and everything's ended it was, you know, I, I, it's me. Me. Yeah. So uh, what I keep on hearing is there are many low lights in your life like you lost your mother, you lost your dad, you lost your sister, you had a okay, having a child is a highlight and also could be intense mm. all at once, but it could it was intense having a child. So and also the song happened and things happened regarding the song. What what is how do you keep on rising? <laughs> Why do you Because a normal person would have been just that person on that song who's sitting on the corner drinking a black label that yeah yeah has being lapana but what I've seen with you is you have owned your shit and you have risen again how why I mean I I think for me maybe it goes back to my my presence of my gift as being an artist and why sometimes I even not to understand and think about that what my gift of being an artist is you know it's it's always changing the story so it's memory but also changing the story so that was even the 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 conversation I said to Ricky I was like we don't have to actually finish it off this way mm. let's change it bro like it doesn't have to be like this and get all of it to all humans you know I also need you to forgive me as well because we all carry energy and you feel mm. particular about something that energy corresponds so um so I think for me that is it's this it's it's the consistency of of, of um hoping you know there's this one song which is crazy even in varsity john mayer very racist but i love your music though john he's racist apparently he is racist Damn. like i read some stuff about him he says Jeez, stuff about Johnny. black women Johnny. but yeah i oh, think wow. <laughs> i remember he said something on all complex yeah, i think yeah. so i know so johnny is you know some of his words uh which i think uh inspire me because for me everything resonates I around his last album. my gift as an artist so he's like pain throws your heart to the ground and love turns the whole thing around though it won't all go the way it should but i know the heart of life is good what so, song is this um i hate to see you cry staring there in that condition it's heart of life uh, pain throws your heart to the ground it's a beautiful song but it's basically you know at the end of the day there's a heart of life for some reason i still have um a belief not even believe i have no i know that there is a, a good there's a good essence the goodness mm. in the heart of life that it is actually good it is your challenge it is you know everything is good because it's just the balance like you know i was watching this one video this uh, i don't remember what it was one of these groups i follow on the gram and he was explaining the maybe think of the matrix with neo the blue pill and the red pill and he's like you know inside every human beings we both have a yin and a yang these two snakes that are literally dancing like side by side you mm. know and after some time you know they dancing or opposing each other and when you leave physically when you when you die yeah you these two these two snakes the blue and the red snake they dance in synchrony together that's when you yeah. have the yin and the yang and there's a synchronization so you know there is obviously you know day and night good and mm. bad that is just the system of life but the core of it is always keeps coming back the sun keeps rising you know so i always like so i'm like oh you know man as long as you know the sun keeps rising this it rises purple then i need to be worried you know and start mm. giving up so that is my yeah you know inspired by you know arts is that you know we we create because i guess sometimes i guess it's like ngoma as well yeah you know like credo musa speaks about his life from cool and he's like i lived a very difficult life you know but um i understand that you know the difficulty that i'm living as well at the end of the day will you know reap the rewards and benefits for the next future generation mm. you know so i'm breaking many rules by sharing you know secret codes and secret information of ngoma but I know that my people are screwed so I can't just bounce and live in this world and not share the truth. So 
for me that is one of those things is to to be alive and to try and fight every single time you know and to know that yeah man you can still um change the world every single moment you have you know you still can so yeah for me i'm mm. not trying to be starting a revolution or anything like that i think my my work my artistry is the answer to that that is where i revolt yeah so i see a lot you are into credo muto have you met him before yes and how was that experience was out of this world it was insane but it was also in this world at the same time I wouldn't lie um the, I spent about two days with him around him yeah <laughs> around him the first two days um one of his um students it was like um had asked me to come and record he was coming back home uh. um and that's when I met him the first night um he wanted to stab himself because like, there's no energy the energy is not right outside he's like oh i'm gonna kill Ooh, myself the person cool. i'm cool credit no, cool, jeez and i was like one. he had like a dagger inside of him his dress as well so but obviously with the same dallas he was having a few episodes of dementia here and there but he was kind of right as well uh. i don't blame him um it's just that yeah at the time he was just not in the right space emotionally mm. um so i also got to spend after the whole ceremony I spent I came back on Sunday and that's when I found him chilling. He was sitting in the table, sitting on a couch, holding this huge ass gold anchor bar. Wow. That had Egyptian hieroglyphic writings at the end of it. Jeez. So, he's dressed in this uh uh Maasai cloth, Nike kicks. Wow. Oh, so thing. random. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And his wife, Mom Virginia, was looking so beautiful. She was dressed in, for me, her her piece was the most uh, interesting one. She was wearing a white cloth over her, tied up just like old, like Catholic woman. Mm. And then it had Mkulu's painting in it. And it had Jeez. this picture of mountains, Bethlehem, and this like black Christ man with woolly hair and it was like Jesus in Sutu Jesus Christ was the Nazareth but it was in Sutu something like that but it was this beautiful piece but um so when I got there I had just we just gotten rights to use his voice for wow. the first single with the band I was in called Near Vaults uh the song was called People of the Sky it's called People of the Sky um is Amazulu so yeah i was there i had gotten permission from the family and from him as well so i we walked in i was there maybe with some six of my guy friends and we all just sat on the couch um yeah we sat on the couch and nobody said anything and i remember his granddaughter's words in my head while i was sat there 15 minutes and freaked out not saying anything she was like listen you probably going to have an issue trying to talk to him but you you'll hear he'll tell you exactly what you need to hear mm. so after like 20 minutes in i'm like yo willing ha bengi phone call me togo say me no say that you want to say thank you for giving me permission to use your voice and your work um yeah and i'm here with my friends a bit of okay and then after that he's like sit down and he started we started laughing he started speaking uh, and he started laughing having a conversation beautiful actually we were just listening it was like an old storyteller do you wish you could have recorded it my friend did i wish i did but i didn't want to because i didn't want to you uh, want to be in the moment i wanted to be in the moment but my friend yeah. the city don't know if he still have it i doubt it though but he recorded a voice the sound clip of yeah. it the whole thing so how do you feel about death <laughs> <laughs> i had to ask that I mean I just buried my grandfather 2 days ago as well so I think death has been very close to me for quite some time. Are you afraid of it? I mean I think most humans are We're afraid of what we don't know. I am afraid of it. But what I is the part that comfort. you fear? I think the part I fear the most is this my physical element. I feel I fear for my body but not for my spirit. I think they may be precise. So I I have the comfort as I was explaining I have the comfort of knowing even if in my death like hallucination that my mother will be there on the other side you know like uh, the comfort of you know those who've died before for me will be there to accompany me or oh, I'll be you know so my spirit for my spiritual space I am not afraid I'm not going to lie 
You look forward to it. Um, I mean, I don't say looking forward to it, man. It's late <laughs> on earth. <laughs> it's late on earth. So like looking forward to it. But when my time comes, it's going to be the next step. And I am looking forward to it when the time comes. But right now, it's late on earth, you know. So we've got a lot of work to do on planet earth as well. So it's just for me, the physical matter. Yeah. Always like, I think more than anything, it's like, you like how body. am I going to die? Uh, no, it's not even that's like, how? Is how do you want to die? I don't know. I keep thinking about which way I'll be okay. Like, do you want to feel it or you just want it to happen? Um, I don't, like, I don't want pain. Okay. And I also don't want to choke. So you want to get shot? I always. In the head. Is that the quickest way to go? I feel like it's quick because if it hits your brain, pain I want the quickest way to go, basically. Chop your head off. Done. Yeah, the, the quickest. Okay, I don't know about that, but the quickest. I mean, it depends. If I could get a really good blade and like... Like, like I, you need to shoot me once and in 30 seconds, I'm gone. Shoot you once and then choke you. Seconds. Then choke you, literally. To no, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to choke like that. I want uh, to just go out. So would you... I don't want to lose my air. I don't want to feel like my air is going. Like, I want to be just... Uh, do you do you prefer dying? Do you prefer getting your family ready for your death, or like it happens suddenly? No, suddenly. Have you ever thought of suicide? Of suicide? Mm, yes, I have thought about it. How close were you to it? Never anything. It was always like in the head. Oh, never. it's like oh, you know, I'm so happy I want to die. No, oh God, <laughs> no, of course. Like uh, it's just like some, not even, and uh, not on an extreme point, but just I feel like most humans have. I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we're gonna say yeah. I've never thought about leaving. You know, I think it's just certain circumstances. Uh, you find yourself in moments where you feel like you know, hey, that could, you know, if I was not here, maybe things would be better. I think that's more of the 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 vibration I've had around suicide. But I'm chicken, man. Do you think like, you're afraid of it now? versus when you were a kid <laughs> yeah because I think when you're younger you're impulsive more and you're you have you know mm. so I, yeah so maybe yes now were you impulsive as a kid um depend depended sometimes I, I feel was. like you were Sometimes. Do you wish to be more impulsive like you were as a child? I mean, I try sometimes to bring it in the formation, which is important. I feel it is. So I do really have moments where I'm like, today, I'm just going to... Like go with the mood, yeah, you know. So, um, uh, but I do like holding control as well a lot, which is you know something I do know that I need to. Why do you like control? No, because I feel like you know if I don't, I felt like maybe certain instances have happened in life where I don't, I'm not in control. Things fall apart, or if I'm too in control, things will. Either way, like <laughs> God, life. Are you? Yeah. What can you share? One moment when you weren't in control and things went to the dogs I think for me the worst moment would be maybe in control of my feelings then I was oh I was in control you know like when my mom passed away she was sick for a while and the day before she passed away I was learning how to swim in primary school and I was Jeez. like in the swimming gala and just for that day you can know, you swim down though Yes, I can. Okay. But like, yeah, now I can. I hadn't, but then now can I can. Can you seem to survive? Yes, okay. no, I can. So, so I'm saying I hadn't, like when I, I learned then, then I, after at my least. mom passed away, I went stop. Then I, yeah, I had to learn. Yeah, no, it's very I embarrassing to, if you can't swim. I had to learn. It's like, it's human instinct as well. Yeah. No, they also, so I think like society has really made the swimming thing like anti-black, which needs to be pro-black, but we also do need more black people in water. But there's also trauma though around it's trauma that's what i'm saying even for me yeah. that was the you know like and also circumstances mm. so um, my i was yeah learning how to swim and so she had been sick for a while so i remember i think i had to i remember getting ready in the morning my aunt is there my cousin you know, i'm coming out the bathroom and my cousin because she was like in pain she was making like sounds so my cousin was like, oh, she was younger than me. She's like, why is you Auntie making that noise, you know? And she's, my aunt was like, no, she's in pain. And I was mm. like, at that point, I was nonchalant. I was like, ah. Like, ah, don't no, suck it up. For the first time, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> for like months, like I was not in, like, worry. Like, yeah, you were numb. 
no i guess so yeah the water numbed me water numbed me so i was so happy as well forget numb but i was yeah. actually happy i was jolly i was in a good that's your swimming the pool the whole experience of water yesterday transitioning so I swam uh. yesterday in the morning i was getting ready for school it was like the last day of school i had to go to school so because i was still off the high of the gala the day before i was just like just in a jollier mood than regularly yeah. so i remember this is homie oh my pa he used to bring the newspaper for my grand every morning so he called me and asked to come get the paper i'm dressed i'm about to go to school primary school at the time i walk out my pockets in the paper as i'm talking to him i hear like people screaming and then i run back inside the house and my grand's like yeah your mom's passed away you know so it was just like a what now like it's impossible like i, I thought <laughs> like you know really like what you know it was one of those things so for me that was felt like i let go that time and when i let go it's like i let go of her because Jeez. i wasn't right anymore so I, i held it against myself for a while even in certain circumstances of like i have to hold my breath if i don't that means do you feel guilty a bad for outcome it? i feel like i don't know if it's guilt but i just feel like in my response to it maybe i would have held on tighter you know another day i don't know but i just felt that moment in particular because i was i wasn't feeling the way i was supposedly supposed to feel when i had felt been selfish. sad for so long yeah yes. so i felt like that's how so if go. if roles are reversed it's you are touch wood you are the sick person and your daughter is there and you literally have 30 seconds to tell her about the life you lived or tell her about the world tell her something what would you tell her in 30 seconds hmm. oh my god i don't know i need to think about this one my daughter that's crazy there's so much there's so much to say there's so much to say um damn oh um, wow oh god 30 seconds is very yes. short i'm just trying to figure out like how can i put it all in one in 30 seconds you know you are the greatest anomaly to ever come and you are all of the lights and all of the stars i think that's basically i'll remind her of her name what's her name so actually i'll just say yeah, her name is her first name is asante sana which is swahili for thank you very much and then her second name is Zinkanyezi and then her third name is Liana so in sentence basically is thank you very much for the beautiful stars and the rain so, so that's what I'd say in 30 seconds I'll just like thank you because that's what it is and even the song Zinkanyezi was actually inspired by Kanye West actually i know it's crazy but i mean uh. i'm an artist all out deep so it was like in the song all of the lies all of uh. the lies yeah cuz he's in kanye's not just one says all of them uh, all of them shooting stars comets flashlights all of the lights all of them all of the lights so zonk um zinkanye is zonk so that was like basically and he had his daughter in the video as well like he had this uh, character of a little daughter girl. yeah it was just like you know it is all for you so just Jeez. a reminder you know thank you you know for all the beautiful stars and the rain you know okay so. interesting mm. why okay this is uh okay why are you what changed your daughter bring into your life <laughs> that you're thankful for i think um fearless i mean some guy said i shouldn't say that it makes men afraid that's your fearless so maybe that's why i'm still single yeah jeez <laughs> Um yeah guys are afraid of you being fearless. This guy said I shouldn't speak like that, you know. I said um bear in mind he's like a Forbes like millionaire. So you should be afraid. An American not even South African. Um he was like I shouldn't use the term. I shouldn't describe myself as fearless. Why? I said it uh, makes me afraid. I don't know. Too much. I said I should say rather maybe resilient and that was also a bit more. Ugh. But yeah, I think yeah, more than anything. Looks like a LinkedIn profile. 100%. <laughs> um I think yeah, I think more than anything um yeah. Fearless. That's like the one gift I've received beyond like unconditional everlasting transcending 
out of this world, super califragilistic is helidocious, undescribable, unconditional love that can never fool any other being or soul in my life. You know, that's like the alternateness of it. Mm. And like fearlessness, you know, that's what I got, you know, because I think when you transcend, when you, you, you carry yourself and you carry your whole life, mm. you know, and transcending the life as well afterwards is is something else so i broke a lot of my own stereotypes and you know um and yeah i i did things i became someone that i never knew that i was so she showed me another side she revealed or unraveled another side within me you know so that is what i'm forever grateful for is that super saiyan league that is beautiful. Mm. If I was a crier, I would be crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the next life. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, I just, it was fun. Mm. That is where we will leave today's yeah. session with Lasta. Thank you so much, guys. It was fun talking to you. I learned a lot. And before, before we even recorded this, we were having a conversation <laughs> before because electricity was gone. Yeah. And yeah, no, it is it is nice to hear about the artistry, you know, because I feel like artists are the most neglected resource that we have in this country. And on that note, I want to say to my listeners, listen to Lasta. Where can they find your music? Or you can you- find my music on Apple, Spotify, YouTube music videos youtube visuals are out there too and i'm currently working on my new project uh, i don't want to say much but expect Probably something you'll get very soon you will definitely <laughs> get an exclusive but uh, something's coming of a hybrid nature so uh, brace yourselves world we have braced ourselves mm. and that is where i hope you'll leave today's episode on all my episodes i like to sign out with a different celebrity and today you're listening to the self-love podcast and i am ryan gosling thanks